It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast as we talk real estate right around the UAE and available, as you know, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and also Amazon. Well, it's another Saturday morning. The weekend is here. It's the 10th day of February and I still haven't seen this movie Ferrari that Mario was raving about. See if I can catch that this coming weekend. Well, Dubai's real estate regulatory authority, RERA, now they have fined 30 companies over $13,000 each for illegal advertising practices in the real estate market. RERA emphasises strict adherence to advertising rules including accurate information and QR codes for property data verification. This is where it has all gone horribly pear-shaped for these real estate companies. Now, this move is aimed to curb negative industry practices and ensure transparency, they say, and compliance, and the fines underscore the agency's dedication to enforcing regulations and fostering a safe, sustainable real estate environment. It just goes to show that you do have to be careful with what you are viewing online. And if, of course, you think something is amiss, well, you just make the complaint to RERA and they will no doubt follow it up. Well, coming up in just a moment. Now, We were talking a couple of days ago, in fact, reflecting back on Palm Jebel Ali. Well, in a moment, we have that topic again as part of a panel discussion that we did back in September of last year. Always nice to travel back to see what was being talked about. And also we talk about Russell Kamer, which is also in the news this week, because there are some people saying that now is probably a very good time to do an investment into RAC. So that is all coming up next on our Saturday morning. Whether you're a seasoned investor or a first-time buyer, Know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. And let's bring in Matthew. You know, we've talked about this, Matthew, on the Saturday Morning Property Market Update, just in terms of uh, Russell Kamar and how hot it is. It's really heating up, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like you say, it's certainly the place at the moment that is you know, garnering a lot of attention. It's no secret, right? I think there's the casino going on Marjan Island. I think now that a lot of people, because of the draw that that will give for tourists, are now looking at Marjan Island and Rack in particular um, as places to now start launching what is some epic projects. We all know Rixos. I think if you if you live in Dubai or even the UAE, then you know, the Rixos on Marjan Island is sort of a, a stalwart that everyone goes to looking at just the map on uh, Marjan Island. There's so many launches, villas, residential, um, and clearly hotels. Nikki Beach, as you mentioned there, a really a global name in beach clubs and beach resorts partnering with Aldar is going to be yet another huge draw for people to uh, to go on, on holiday or, or actually even more so take a, a residential unit in Iraq because at the end of the day, you're only just over an hour's drive from the center of Dubai. 
It's the Saturday morning property market update. Join us for a deep dive into the world of real estate on the Dubai Property Podcast. And of course, the other big news this week is the Palm Jebel Alley. Oh boy, everybody has been waiting for this. And it's reminiscent of the 2008 and 2014 talking points with launches back in the day. Matthew and your team, very, very happy, I guess, to see this come along. Yeah, I think that this is the talking point of the town at this moment in time. The villas start at 18 million dirhams and the queues were absolutely huge. Like you say, reminiscent of that 2007-2008 buzz that we had around launches, I think done in a slightly more mature way now. I think the market has matured somewhat since then. We're starting now to see the first phases of what's going to be on offer at the Palm Jebel Ali and also how it's going to compare to to that of the Palm Jumeirah. So Nia, what what do you think of the launches? So yeah, myself, I tried to go down on Wednesday. Um, we just could not get in. There were queues all up, all up Palm Jumeirah. They even sent a Google Meet invite, and you couldn't get into the virtual room to have the presentation either. There was so much traffic going towards it. So we were all anticipating the the official launch. Um, luckily, we've had the material shared with us now. So we're seeing the main difference with Palm Jumeirah Ali versus Palm Jumeirah is um, they've just launched the villas, so no apartments yet. So for 18, 18.5 million, you'd get one of the cheaper villas in Palm Jumeirah, whereas Palm Jebel Ali, for the same price, you'd get a brand new villa with a third floor and 1,500 square feet extra interior. Yes, and that's really the point because there's a, there's a lot of value in terms of it being brand new, comparing it to Palm Jumeirah, but the difference is it hasn't been built. So, Damon, uh, let's go to you. What have you noticed? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I primarily work in the villa communities and uh, we're seeing a big jump uh, for clients purchasing off-plan and uh, focusing on, on houses. You know, they want, they want the study, they want the garden. Palm Jabalali is a good example but if you go back into land a little bit further, you have Expo Valley, which is doing extremely well. You've got Dubai South. You've got all these communities popping up. I mean, a good example is Tel Al You've got the Mac Lagoons. They've all sold out. You know, people are wanting these villa communities. It's on the top of the list, in my opinion. All right, and this is the Saturday morning property market update. It's across the last seven days of activity, what has been happening in Dubai and indeed throughout the UAE. Matt, let's come back to you because Dubai Real Estate is seeing so many of these new projects launching. And of course, they're driven by this growing interest from not only local, but international developers. They all seem to be coming to the party. I think party is about the right word to use. The uh, the number of launches that we're seeing at this moment in time is just staggering. You see the ones in the news, obviously, but there are so many other developers outside of, say, Emar. You mentioned Aldar at the beginning. You know, we've got a lot of real estate companies fighting for it to be exclusive. You know, developers are really trying to cash in, not just on the fact that Dubai at this moment in time is on the global stage in terms of, you know, the, how we handle COVID and, you know, the opportunity 
opportunity for investment here in property, but also for the fact that the government and its 2040 master plan, you know, we're, we've got a population in Dubai at this moment in time of 3.6 million. Now looking at 5.8 in what is only, what, 17 years? So we need somewhere to house people, you know, 2.2 million people that's set to join the city, not the country, but the city over the next, what, 17 years. So they need somewhere to live. Damon, what do you think about the launches we're seeing? Yes, yeah, so as I said earlier, I mean, the villa communities are definitely in preference. A good example, for instance, is the Mac Lagoons. Uh, although it sold out uh, way back when, since it's released, some of those villas have already sold three or four times. Now, of course, that's for investors just uh, picking up on, on the gains in the market. But what we're seeing as well is that the original investors basically looking to sell the smaller units and buy, buy the bigger units. So selling a three bed, buying a four bed and so on. So it's really good to see that the investors are actually staying within the same community. Again, the Mac Lagoons is just one example. Expo Village is another fantastic example. Very much similar to Diamond Developers with Sustainable City, building on the sustainability aspect. And that's what the world is looking at. People want, you know, the solar panels. They want the, the green community. Um, they want the, the access for EVs and so on. So these communities are doing exceptionally well. And it's attracting big companies and, and you know, big people in these companies to come across and invest in Dubai. All right, so let's go to you, Nia. What are you sort of noticing as far as Expo City is concerned and the villas that are in high demand? So, yeah, we're seeing, you know, as the traffic's super heavy now since summer, everyone's come back, you know, the popular areas, Marina, Palm, downtown. You get so much more square foot for your money in these free zones. And you see here for business, it's even better. So it's just really appealing for people to invest there now, especially as they're expanding so much, the community's getting getting a lot better if they've got children um it's very appealing so i'm finding a lot of you know long-term tenants in you know the like very popular areas are moving further out especially if they're expanding their families as well all right thank you nia and i guess we should go to you matthew because expo city is where you live and you have probably seen this up close and personal develop yeah, absolutely. So you're absolutely right. I moved there about three or four months ago, right in the heart of what was the expo site. And you've just got to walk around it to see now the development that's coming. The sales center there is always busy. And again, I know that Damon is sort of uh, keeping a close eye on some of the villas over there. So again, Damon, what are you, what are you seeing from a villa perspective? As you correctly mentioned, there's there's massive development happening that side. And I think what's quite important to note as well is the proximity to the airports. I mean, the, the airport is, is being redeveloped and uh, Emirates themselves have said that they'll be moving across within the next, uh, let's say, five to 10 years. So uh, there are people there that are that have got a big interest. I mean, I've got clients that that, for instance, work with big companies such as Amazon that are moving their their warehouses into Dubai, uh, Dubai South, and looking for obviously uh, residential areas within the same kind of area. And that's where Expo Valley shines. I mean, it's got Fortune 500 companies operating within Expo City itself, and then you've got the residential aspects. So what's better than than being able to take a scooter to work or you know walk walk to work uh, through the green areas. There's a lot of eyes on that area. 
Mm, I'll be looking out for you on that uh, scooter, Damon, that, that is for sure. And another developer, Omniet, known for super luxury properties. Now, they have acquired Marassi Bay Marina in Dubai, and this strategic move is going to expand Omniet's expertise from individual properties to an entire ultra-luxury enclave. And the water location is, is central Dubai and includes the Lana, which of course is a hotel and residential project at the moment operated by the Dorchester Collection. And Matthew, that is just once again, that is a, another development that has been announced. What about the DIFC? Now, that has launched the first residential building in the heart of DIFC. We talked to Mario earlier in the week about this. A lot of demand for this one. Yeah, we see a lot of demand for that this week. I know that you spoke to Mario on Tuesday. The launch was uh, was Tuesday afternoon at three o'clock. Huge demand because the price point, you know, although pretty expensive, was actually reasonable for a, for a residential unit in the middle of DIFC. So as Damon just said about getting a scooter to work, uh, you know, you could very much walk to work if you uh, if you managed to secure one of these units in DIFC. And I'm sure that you know if you are an investor managed to bag one, the rental yield that you're likely to see on that is going to be epic, just purely for the fact that it's right in the middle of the heart of the financial district. So again, you know, a massive appetite, hugely oversubscribed, a great launch, you know, this week for DIFC Living. That project does look pretty impressive. I'm sure that we're likely to see more launches given the appetite for that particular one in that that, uh, area. Absolutely. And Nia, let's come to you because I mentioned this to Mario the other day that if you're wanting to buy some office space and you want to live close to the office, you could actually be in the same building, buy the apartment, maybe go down a few floors to the office. Heaven, no drive time and in the office within 60 seconds. Yeah, absolutely. So not even scootering or walking, you can literally get the lift down to work. So yeah, you'd have the um, 41 storey tower and 24 storeys of these are the apartments. So it's also also a free zone. So yeah, I'm not stopping people from bringing their business to their to the same building as their home. So yeah, so DIFC as a whole, um, quite surprised to be honest, they found the space to build such a, a big building. Um, it's so built up there. It's so popular, obviously, with all the, the finance investors and people who are coming over for you know law and things like that. The fact that they've launched the residential, that's why it's so popular, is because it's the first there. So it saves people a lot of time work-wise, like we said, especially if you're in the same building. And yeah, it's about time, really, they've had a, a residential building. I think that that is going to definitely show a lot of interest with both of those things going on. Somebody wanting to live in the same building where where the office is. Well, that kind of wraps us up with the Saturday morning property market update. So once again, thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Damon. And thank you, Nia. Thanks, Craig. Have a good weekend. Thank you, Craig. Have a lovely weekend as well. Thanks, Craig. And it was great speaking to you again. We dive deep into topics like buying, selling, investing and maximising your property's value. From mortgage advice to the latest property data and trending numbers, your real estate journey starts here. Get insider tips from industry professionals and level up your real estate game by unlocking the secrets of successful real estate transactions. 
if you can actually get yourself a post handover payment plan, which there are still some around where you actually get the keys before you've paid the full amount and pay the rest over several years going forward. Your podcast comes out three to four times a week. So the news really is as fresh as you can get. And particularly for someone who doesn't yet live in the Emirates, I really feel that listening to your podcast, I get this connection to the place and its people. He went to transfer to the seller and it was a mishap with the, the Bitcoin wallet address. The money was actually sent to the wrong wallet. And as we know, it's completely untraceable and, and basically vanished. So the value was $250,000. I've never personally experienced any instance of guys harassing us or even taking a taxi alone at night and being dropped home late at night. I've never incurred any instances with a, a taxi driver. I've never heard of my friends going through any situation like that. It's very strict here in, in regards to how men treat women, um, especially in public places. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.